What's happening, weirdos? It's We Made It Weird 108. For those of you new to school, let me show you where the cafeteria is. Let me show you where your classes are. Hey, I'm the cool guy. I have one roller skate on and a backwards beanie cap. <sighs> Guys, this is a fun one. It's super fun, super casual, a lot of Val, and I loved it. She blew my mind. She said many things that I want to engrave in precious metal and never forget. And she is a gift and I'm so happy and happier now that we've had this conversation. So I'm glad that you guys are here. What I was going to say to show you around school, this is the Friday episode that we considered a bonus episode where it's me and Val catching up. We finally have a little time to ourselves and we record basically our midweek date. Hope you enjoy it. We loved it. Come see me on, uh, on uh, stage. I'm doing a stand-up tour. Go to PeteHolmes.com. That's my name, .com. PeteHolmes.com. Toronto, as I always say, come on, Toronto. Toronto is tonight. If you're hearing this and you're in Toronto and you didn't know I was performing, will you please rush out to the Bluma Appel Theater tonight, October 14th, for my show in Toronto, followed by Atlantic City and Boston. Those are all this weekend. Uh, after that, it'll be... Basically once a month, November, no, not in December, but January and February, once a month, Chicago, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington, D.C. All of those are available at pedomes.com. Also go to largo-la.com if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, November 3rd. We're doing an incredible star-studded benefit show for Homeboy Industries. You know I love Father Greg Boyle. You know I love Homeboy Industries. It would mean a lot. I want to raise a ton of money for those guys, so go to Largo-LA.com and get tickets for the November 3rd stand-up and music show. Incredible music guest I just confirmed today. Very, very, very excited. Um, All right, let's listen to uh, our ads. This show is brought to us by these ads, so check them out. And this episode is brought to us by our friends. I'm so grateful to be working. These are PYM Chews, Prepare Your Mind Original Mood Chews. And these, they don't leave my side. I have some in my car. Obviously, I have some in my house, in my office. I have been swearing by them because, frankly, I don't know why this past week I've just been overwhelmed like a little bit of a flood of stress and anxiety and that's exactly what pym chews are for first of all not only do they taste incredible but they are support natural support giving your brain what it needs to cope with overwhelm anxiety and stress they help you manage those feelings and it's wonderful when you're feeling worried stressed out or as we like to say on we made it weird val and i always say you have a bee in your belly just that restless anxiety thing you can't quite land on yourself to mix a metaphor you just chew two of these delicious natural citrus flavored no sugar added chews and literally i can swear to this it's changed my life in minutes you feel more centered calm and in control in fact i have quite a bit to do today including record these intros i was feeling a little overwhelmed and threw in a couple pym chews about 30 minutes ago I didn't even think I'd be doing these intros today, and I don't think it's a coincidence that these babies helped me get into that workflow state and not feeling overwhelmed. Literally, the first time I tried them, I thought they were too good to be true, and I immediately bought some for my mom and my brother, uh, just so happy that anxiety and stress have a natural, non-addictive, non-psychoactive solution. I like taking it at the start of my day or at night to wind down, or sometimes, like I did today, in the middle of my day to help me ease into my work. How do they work? PYM chews are comprised of proven amino acid complexes and adaptogens that help support your brain and your body's ability to organically support your ability to manage and tolerate stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. These are specifically formulated amino acids that target your neurotransmitters, specifically the GABA system, a naturally occurring neurotransmitter that helps the body manage chronic stress, supplying your body with GABA, L-theanine, and rhodiola. PYM is on a mission to help end the stigma surrounding mental health and make a better mood accessible to all. And for real, it's changed my life for the better. And even better, a percentage of of their profits, 1%, goes towards mental health nonprofits, including Bring Change to Mind. It's a gentle, effective, and natural way to give your body the nutrition it needs to fight off stress, and I am happy to say that it works, and I'm so happy that they are here to support the show. So if you like this show and want to support your mood, your feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, and stress, and support this show, go to you can 
pym.com slash weird. You will get a discount by going to youcanpym.com slash weird and uh, do your body a favor, do your brain a favor, and show your support for this podcast. Last but not least, we're also brought to you by our friends at Onnit. One of the oldest original Pete's Picks is Alpha Brain. I'm, ha- I'm holding it here because obviously I keep it here on my desk. Alpha Brain is earth-grown ingredients. It is not a stimulant. It is a supplement. Supplement is too, too, it's not quite right. It's like giving your creativity fish food. If your ideas are fish, Alpha Brain is like the fish food you sprinkle on top. Helps with memory, helps with focus, helps me to dial in. Anytime I have to do something that involves my brain, if it's this podcast, if it's these intros that I'm recording right now, stand-up comedy, writing, acting, even just going on a date with Val and I want to have full access to my brain, I will take a few Alpha Brain 20, 30 minutes beforehand. Like I say, it's not a stimulant. It's not like coffee. It's not an upper. It just gives your brain the earth-grown nutrition that it needs to function at its best. So if you're doing something for your work or maybe for your for your fun, for your fun, uh, if it involves your brain, why not optimize your brain? I swear I've been taking these for over, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine years. And I keep them in my car, in the office, in my travel bag. I panic if I don't have them. Not because, It doesn't give me that like coffee feeling. It just gives me that feeling that I have what I need to function brain-wise at my highest. So it's an absolute game changer, and you can try it and show your support of this podcast by going to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You'll get 10% off everything you see on that landing page. Go to onnit.com slash weird. Get some alpha brain. Support your brain support this show and show your support all right everybody hope to see you on the road in the meantime enjoy we made it weird number 108 get into it i was just i was just hi (laughs) the tip of the tongue the teeth and the lips tip of the tongue is the tits of the tongue the tits of the tongue is the tip of the tits the tip of the tits is the timothy the tip and the timothy 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 He doesn't realize someone named Timothy has entered his awareness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you say Timothy before. <laughs> Never mind. Just forget it. I know what you mean. What I would. <sighs> well, that's sort of my point. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Ugh, it's, it's, not, kinda, it's not that gross, is it? No, because I, they can't see you, but I can. <laughs> oh, great. Why is it gross? I don't know. Like I just know there are certain, like you don't want to eat mashed potatoes on a podcast, but I feel like, well, a... yeah, cause I think, <laughs> sorry, that's driving someone crazy only because we drew attention to it. Maybe question mark. Yeah. Cause it kind of sounds like, which yeah. is like a kiss. But when I am looking at you, it looks like more like you're sucking something out of your teeth, which grosses people out. Oh, I hate that. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sucking out of my teeth. I was just kind of, just kind of just getting everything situated. A lot can be going on in the mouth. And what is a kiss, really? Let's make our face look like buttholes and touch it together. <laughs> what is a kiss? Let's make our face look like two buttholes and then get those buttholes together. <laughs> and then, like, poop little tongues. If you're really into it, you poop little tongues. Gross. <laughs> little tongue poops. No, a kiss is like, you're so yummy to me, I want to eat you, but I know we're not allowed to do that, so I'm going to just rub my mouth on you instead. Yeah, you want to eat them when they're alive, though. Like, if I died, it wouldn't be, like, an appropriate way to mourn me, to, like, put me in a hoagie bun. (laughs) No, not appropriate. But when I'm alive, it's like, (laughs) oh, they're kissing. Of course, she wants to eat them. Yeah. But as soon as I'm eatable... Edible. (laughs) You have made a powerful enemy today. What point were you going to make? You said... Oh, I started to say... Let me close these... Let me close these docs. (laughs) So I opened up the QuickTime, quicktime.com slash weird. I am sorry, guys. <laughs> to have money added to your <laughs> to order. That's what you've been doing. added to your order. <laughs> I enjoy that when you do that. Well, this is sort of a little song of Solomon here. Well, isn't it just like a man, Solomon, to write a poem, a love poem about and him and it, then be like, name it after him. And call it a song. <laughs> You're very good. It's not really a song, is it? No. There's no music. Is it Solomon? Is it? It's, it's not, not really, really a song, song is, is it? Solomon. And sometimes it's called Song of Songs because some scribe along the line was like, look, I know it's called Song of Solomon. Yeah. That's a little self-Solomon. Yeah. Self-centered. 
I used to, back when I read the Bible, which I guess I didn't do that much, like other people who were super Christian, like I was, like really were reading their bi- the Bible. Mm. No? Well, I, pe- I, I guess people reference, like other post-evangelicals reference the Bible like you, and I don't really know I, what the, I don't get the reference. Don't get that reference. It's because I used to only read Psalms or Song of Solomon because those were the oh. poetic, pretty ones that were also a little bit romantic and kind of sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a lily among the thorns is my darling among the maidens. Ooh. Solomon. Solomon. Stop it. You wrote this story? <laughs> Cinching up your... <laughs> Real quick, though, why'd you call it Song of Solomon? It seems like... (laughs) When are you going to get past this? (laughs) Solomon's pissed. I wanted to say, Song of Solomon style, that, you know, I'm interested in our relationship, too. (laughs) Meaning, (laughs) some people that listen to this podcast have told us, like, it's fun to listen to your guys' relationship. I just want to say, hear, hear. Okay. Like a town crier, I want to ring a big old jangly bell, a brass bell. Uh-huh. And, and the like inside. the deep one. Oh. I can't do a bell sound. I'm a racist. I'm in the. Then you pick up a, a bell. Oh my God. Okay, forget it. I can do a high one, but I can't do a. Like that? You can't do it either. Burn. No, I just mean I it's hard to do. Burn. Oh, I hope you sing that you after you that burn song. me next time. I'll sing that, but I won't burn you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I, yet. <laughs> hmm? Oh, yet? Yet. I just want to say, here, here. <laughs> mm-hmm. What I mean is, even though I'm in this relationship, doesn't mean I fully understand it. Mm-hmm. I, too, Miss Marvel. I, too, Brie Larson, at... <laughs> how well it goes, how it works. Oh, Marvel. So I marvel at it, yeah. So I write down little ditties about Jack and Diane. You're Jack. Mm-hmm. I'm Diane. <laughs> and uh, this is a long-winded way to, and then I die. We never knew. This is all I wanted to say. Here's a little glimpse. <clears throat> I open up QuickTime. I'm not going to do a whole tangent. It's the video thing, and I had just recorded an intro uh, for Gabriel Iglesias, mm. Gabriel Iglesias. And, uh, the, the frame was still up. So there was this like freeze frame of me paused mid intro, mm-hmm. not necessarily flattering, not unflattering, but just kind of like an average look. Well, not a glamour shot. Mm-hmm. And not only did you say like, what did you say? I said, Ooh, cute. Something like that. It was more of a sound than saying cute. You go, oh, oh, I think I went like, ooh. Ooh, cute. You know. Yeah. I knew you were going to. <laughs> like, I knew you were going to. Yeah. And like, it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> Just like <laughs> that, you could have let that bus go by. I, I don't think I'm so needy that I need you to acknowledge it. No. But like. You, you say all the time when I see you in the buff, I always yeah. go hobble, hobble or something. Yeah. Like you never once, I don't think I have ever once changed. We came close recently because we were talking and we were like planning and you were just like cash nude. Uh-huh. One of my favorite things about being married is just like cash, cash nude, nude where you're like, cashmere. Where you're just like, okay, so can you pick up milk then after you pick Leela, but like your boobies are out? Yeah. <laughs> And cashmere is when you're cash nude, but you're looking in the mirror. <laughs> cashmere. That's what cashmere is. <laughs> and if you make a sweater out of that feeling. But anyway, you just don't like, you don't let that bus go by. And oh, like, yeah. I guess there's something sort of. Wait, what, I, we, I don't remember the time that we. Oh, I, it just was, it was literally two nights ago or three nights ago. And you didn't and say you anything. And you and I have fallen. Hmm? You didn't say anything didn't, about my nudity. No, I almost didn't. See, yeah, you never have, and I probably wouldn't have noticed, but well, you... Well, we came really close, and I was like, <gasps> I, like, clutched my pearls. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Sometimes if you're talking or we're, like, deep in conversation, it'll just be an eye, like, an eye widening, and then we, like, oh, move sure. on. 
Yeah, you can be Mr. Nice. Bean. You can Mr. Bean it. Yeah. Also, you don't have I don't to. want you to feel like you always have no, to. No, no, no. I just think, well, then the, the next thing I was going to say was what's sort of embarrassing about talking about what you like in your relationship is you get a glimpse at what I uh, need. Sure. Right? So that's sort of, that's, that's true vulnerable. for anybody. Yeah. Here's, here's the real, we made it weird, then I die. <laughs> um, I really, really, really noticed this week, and maybe I've noticed it before, I'll be embarrassed, but it feels like a new revelation. Where I was like, oh my God, you know how I like, I make a lot of like snap judgments, mm-hmm. like people, like I'll see somebody like I won't like their haircut, yeah. their face, yeah, or their sunglasses on the back of their neck or their whatever. Are you talking about Guy Fieri? <laughs> all of those things apply to him. Hilar. <laughs> it all, and this is embarrassing. I'm a little embarrassed, but like, what are we to do? If not, be honest. Mm-hmm. I realize that most of my uh, new people in my life, I have that knee-jerk reaction. I like them or I don't like them. Operates on an on-off principle of, uh, do they like me or can I make them like me? Right. Like, yeah. do they look like someone I can make like me? Right. And if they look like, like glasses on the back of your neck... Guy Fieri isn't a good example, actually, because Guy Fieri's whole brand is like, I like you, I'll feed you. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. By the way, that actually helps me. I think I'm probably not that unique in this. Mm, no. But it's been a little embarrassing. Like, and, and it's all like high school stuff. Like if I see like a, we saw that guy at the, be- at, at the pool the other day who's wearing like rings on a necklace and he sort of had like Elvis hair and looked kind of like, artsy mm-hmm. i was like yeah i can make this guy like me yeah that's the embarrassing part and then and we've said this before i'll see somebody that i go like look at this idiot with his dumb haircut and whatever it might be or his pinched face or mm. maybe he looks vacant or mm-hmm. rude or whatever it might be or honestly really what it is is they might look we were we went to lunch the other day and there was a real nick kroll character behind you mm-hmm. and i just couldn't get over this guy. I was obsessing with this guy. Mm-hmm. One of the things he actually said they were eating, first of all, he was there first. He just looked rich. You know how some people just look rich? Like mm-hmm. they go out of their way to like, their sunglasses look like they're from another planet and a big old <laughs> fuck off watch and like weird designer jeans with the like bleached knees and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting there and he's waiting for this woman and she shows up and, and he's like, so, you know, he didn't even have an accent. There was no accent, yeah. but for some reason the accent helps me now. He's like, so, you know, what do you want to get? Uh, maybe we could you, you have lobster. Have you had lobster? Like he like asked her if she's had lobster. He's like, I'd get it, but I've had lobster twice this week. Oh, and I was like, then why even bring up lobster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just something like I was like, this guy likes fast cars, mm-hmm. loud dance clubs. Like, I, like yeah. I'm really trying to get in touch with like what I really think. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I'm like, he's pro- he won't get my references. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. He's not going to know the same circle of things that I know. Yep. And therefore, it's not just like I don't have anything in common with him. I'll actually not like him because I will think he is not safe. Because growing up, I thought if I couldn't control you. That's it you would become unsafe to me and yeah. not to throw the old folks under the old, <laughs> who threw the old folks out with the don't tell mom, the babysitter's dad, but my mom <laughs> and dad, that was my strategy. I was like, I don't understand these people, but if I can get them to like me, I'll be okay. Yeah. And that's been my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> How embarrassing. No. I'm still going around going like that waiter's okay. Or that, blah, 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 blah. like pretty girl, like very pretty girls usually get the instant. Yeah. Obviously present comp. Excluded. Excluded. Yeah, yeah. Present comp excluded. You don't have to say it. But I just mean like real thin model types. I'm just like, beat it. Yeah. If your vibe is I never fart, fucking beat it. But it's also because I'm like, I fart and you're not going to like that. All right. That I was don't a lot. sense that I'll be able to fart in this relationship. I have so a I'm feeling not. I'll be holding I would on. love to like go on one date with somebody really good looking just so that I could leave, like leave them that way. Be like, you know, I don't oh, have that's great. the sense that I could fart in this relationship. You know relationship. what the problem is? I get the sense I'm not going to be able to rip one. <laughs> Although I don't really fart in this relationship. So no, um, no because I'm a lady, but I want the option. <laughs> I want the option and yeah. I want to turn it down. 
Isn't that funny? You're kidding, but like it's real. That's I want to know that true. I'm safe to do whatever I want, but I'm not going to do whatever I want. Yeah, your farts are like little fast dogs, <laughs> and sometimes the doors open and we get back here, and they they sneak out. Yeah, my dogs are like, and my dogs my don't dogs. shed. <laughs> And your dogs don't shed, meaning they don't smell. Yeah. Yeah. And my dogs are like Marmadukes. <laughs> or and Beethoven. I, and I'm often pushing them out the door. <laughs> you are. Like, You're <clears throat> wanting them to come. Yeah, the sweet release, I guess. Yeah. I'm not having that Marmaduke in the house. Because when he was in the house, he's chewing the <laughs> chewing the carpets. I know I've said this before, <laughs> but I have no one else but our podcast listeners to talk to about this. It's The only ones that get me is when we... Have it feels like often we've had a long walk to the car, and then we get in, you get in, and then I get in, and then you fart. <laughs> That's never happened. That is definitely because happened. I've never farted in the new car. Okay, so it didn't. It hasn't happened in the new car, Dude, but we only got that a few months ago. By the way, I've never farted in the new car. <laughs> Because you respect that relationship more, more. than ours. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> I know. Because you'll forgive a fart. A car will go, I'm going to remember this. Like yeah. in the cushion. I'm gonna, I'll never let you forget you did that to yes. me. Yes. It lowers yeah. the resale, the resmell value. <laughs> I just lowered the resmell value of this car. But uh, I just didn't want to do it. And then we were driving on that now fabled oh, trip. Yes. I drove my parents to the airport. And my dad ripped one. And by rip one, I really mean it. It sounds like bubble wrap, like some twisted bubble wrap. I don't want to talk about it too much. But I I literally was like, I've never farted in this car. And now my dad has farted in this car. And we rolled down the windows as we were going by a marshland. And I thought the marsh was him. (laughs) And honestly, it would have been an improvement on what it was. Yeah. So how Um, are you, Valerie? (laughs) Well, I was going to say... I just want to say that you shouldn't be embarrassed. Oh, God, I have, like, hot sauce in my eye. <laughs> oh, no, what kind? <laughs> green I want, I want green Cholula, the best kind there is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Is this attractive? <laughs> just wiping hot sauce out of my eye with the neck of my shirt. This is always happening. The bunnies got out the other day. We're looking for the bunny. Yeah. I turn. Just in time to watch you fall. Yeah, I felt like a it. real fall. I we were okay. Just get this. This is the charming little life we like. We lead. Uh, the bunny got. <laughs> I'm gonna a, play the banjo. <laughs> the bunny Martha got out, climbed, squeezed through the fence of the little like chicken coop. Not a Batman in. reference, by the way. Okay, I don't even know, and I don't care. Um, <laughs> so wow. So we're chasing the bunny around with little like scraps of cucumber and pepper to try and get her and she's so fast like green pepper it's not like a chew pepper <laughs> sure stops the story <laughs> that not was like worth table it. pepper uh, yeah <laughs> i mean we weren't trying to cook the bunny right <laughs> is it clear that we don't want to eat this bunny <laughs> we want this bunny alive by the way in every writer's room there's one of those so we're chasing it with cucumbers and peppers should we say Bell pepper? Bell pepper instead of pepper, because pepper sounds like we're trying to eat the bunny. And they're convinced. I'm not the only one that thought we were going to eat the bunny, right? <laughs> you love that. Keep going. And, uh, and so, like, I'm running down on the grass, and I, my, I tripped into a mole hole. <laughs> oh, my God. That's moles. what it was? Yeah. Oh, now I see why you were like, I think we have moles, and it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I thought we had moles, and I was like, we're one padded hammer away from real life whack-a-mole we're oh a Chuck E. cheese baby <laughs> and you don't so have to put a quarter sad. in <laughs> imagine you come home and i'm like doinky, 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 doinky. <laughs> that would be what would i do if you were doing that i wouldn't do that i know you wouldn't that's why i'm also like would mole... i go get your brain checked yeah, out but would. we just did get it we checked did. out we did we did um so anyway Oh, and you're saying, you're comparing that to me accidentally getting hot sauce in my eye. You just mean that I'm always, I'm not always getting hurt. I just think you have a zero tolerance for me getting hurt. Well, you're the most consistent threat to you. (laughs) Sure. Like if someone's hurting you, it was you. But it's not that big of a, it's not nearly as big of a deal to me as it is to you when I get hurt. 
Yeah. And then I'm like comforting you and <laughs> just kidding. Oh, it's true. It's kind of true, but not in a, not to a degree that bothers me. Um, but we found the bunny. We found the bunny. We got her we back got in the, the hutch. They keep getting out though. I know. I don't understand. They're little Houdini bunnies. Um, <gasps> he, they pull, he pulls them out of a hat. Hairdini. Then they pull him out of the hat. And that's the universe. Wow. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, I just want to normalize the thing going way back to wanting people to like you, oh, judging yeah. people who don't like you. We, we all do that. Every single person does that to different degrees and it maybe like manifests differently. Like you do it. And just like you said, if you think that you can't get somebody to like you, you dislike them first. I think I do that too. Actually. I just have a wider range of people that I'm like, I could find you. I could get you to like me because yeah. you're not willing to compromise who you are for it. That's key. You got to compromise. Who <laughs> you are. Yeah. Um, I'd be having a better time. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I'm going like, this guy's not going to like this. This, or this. You're like, this person's got, has to like me for me. I'm not changing me, but I will, because you even do the tests where you like, I invite you to, to meet like my boss from when I worked for the girls empowerment camps. And I swear you said things that were like verging on sexist, which you never say (laughs) the second you meet her, like you're challenging people to be like, will you like me? Can I be a hundred percent myself? What if I'm even a little bit misogynist or whatever? Yeah. And that is. I consider that to be like the top shelf liquor. I know we talked about this a little bit last time, but like I've been noticing that not just me. So talking about how everybody's everybody kind of, Mm -hmm. I do find that to different extents, people test their relationships. I do. Mm -hmm. You're mentioning it right now where I'm going Mm -hmm. like, look, let's just jump three three weeks in where I might say something like this and Mm -hmm. let's just end it now if it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, But I like I, I alluded to this last time, but I was like, sometimes something comes through and I have to father Greg boil it and go like, they just don't believe that you love them. I know this sounds manipulative, mm-hmm. but there's also kind of like a sweet vulnerability to it. And you have to go like, I see you're having a crab apple of a day. Yeah. I still love you. Yeah. You, know what I mean? you mean you to other people, you to friends. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think that's manipulative. I think that's exactly well, could, right. Well, isn't that funny? I'm saying like, don't let them trick you. Like they're manipulating you into loving them. Oh, it's one of my favorite parts of that's Greg's interesting. Book. Father Greg's book is he says, people ask me if I'm worried that the homies are taking advantage of me. And he goes, how could they be taking my advantage? I'm giving them my advantage. Yeah. Like, of course they're taking it. I'm giving it to them. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that great? He's giving that's, them my advantage. <laughs> that's fascinating too, that your mind went there. And of course that means so much to you. Because I think that is something that your mother does. She'll find ways of, to test tri- me. of tricking you into loving her. Yes. And that's one of those things that I really, you know, it's, it's just another example of like all of these nice things that we talk about when it comes to my mom and my dad. It's, it's not just the master class. It's actually like a frozen tundra. And, and like by the time I'm walking towards them, I'm <laughs> and now I'm just an ice sculpture and I can't. I can't do so many of the things that I talk about on this podcast with them. Like go like, I understand you're feeling unloved and you're testing me and you, you want me to not push you away and I'll just be like, get away from me. Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. No, that I just experienced my version of that this morning. Um, because that is, and maybe it's not always trauma. I think it is in both of our cases, but it could also just be overwhelming feelings or difficult feelings. Um, but that's what happens when you are kind of faced with your trauma triggers. It's so hard to all of a sudden remember all the things that you practice. And, and that is a practice is just trying to remember, like, that's why also having a lot of different tools is helpful. Um, because so I, I experienced this this morning because you're about to the one right tool. You're about to leave town and I haven't been, so I have trauma around being left alone, Mm. being alone in the house. 
And I, um, ha- I haven't done it. I've done a lot of work around in the last, you know, four years and sometimes I could do it. And sometimes I would be like, nah, I'm going to get my mom to stay with me. I, I don't feel like challenging myself in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I've done it in a really long time because you, because of the pandemic, you haven't toured in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I can't really, I know there was a time during the pandemic you were in Montreal and I, and that was two years ago. And that's the last time I remember like staying overnight by myself. No, I was in Montreal recently. Yeah. My mom stayed with me that time. Oh. I'm talking about the time you were in Montreal for like two weeks. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so, (laughs) 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 um, so I like, I've been anticipating it. I've been thinking about it. I have plans for the day and every, you know, during the days. And it's so funny because when it's far away, I'm totally in my adult self and I'm like, this is going to be nice. Like I'm going to watch a league of their own and I'm going to cook and it'll be fun and I'll have some alone time and I'll get things done. And then as it gets closer, like starting yesterday, I just had like waves of anxiety about it. Mm. And it's like my brain clicks into a different neuropathway. It's like a trauma neuropathway mm. where I think of all the times that I've felt where, where I have been alone and I felt like I was really having to work to not panic. But mm. then also a little side note about that. I, it's, it's also helpful. You can turn that one really easily. So you're telling all the scary stories of like, remember all of those times that I almost panicked and I was by myself and it's like, yeah. And remember how I didn't Yeah. because I got, I got through that and I, mm. I knew exactly what to do and I didn't panic yeah. and I, and, or even if I did, I'm still here. I made it through that night, you know? Right. So, um, that was just like kind of, I've been, that's been really helping me to like turn that story and be like, yeah, mm. and I didn't and it's good. And I didn't. Yeah. That's funny because I've, I've been dealing with some anxiety re-touring mm-hmm. and I, 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 I'm glad that you brought that up because obviously you have the, the anxiety of being alone mm-hmm. or being semi alone. There's usually people hanging out and all that yeah. sort of stuff, but like I have you know, I told you I had this, like, I start having dreams. I can't find my set list. And like the venue is weird and it's mm-hmm. a third full. And it's like, what was it? Nathan Fielder was opening for me. And I had to go back to my hotel to get the set list. And I just like, and then I'll have these like impulses. Like I should email my opener and tell her not to, not to check a bag. <laughs> like it's this weird, like anxiety thing. And then I noticed today, and this has been a huge help for me with anxiety, especially um, predictable anxiety, meaning I know I'm going to be anxious around this event. Mm-hmm. By anxious, I just, uh, by the way, maybe I am being proud in saying this. I don't mean like I'm losing sleep or unable to eat or like yeah. chewing my nails down. Yeah. It's just a feat. It's, it's a thing on the calendar mm-hmm. that you graciously pointed out hasn't been on the calendar in three years. So mm-hmm. of course you're going to be a little bit like, Oh, what's this like? All of it, mm-hmm. not just the show, every single element, like, even basic stuff. Will I be able to eat? Am I going to get enough rest? Like what's the opener? Like I haven't met her before all these different things, blah, blah, blah. So this has always helped me so much. And then I die. I, (laughs) when you're worried about something on Friday, something that you have to do on Friday, I find it really helpful to find something that's on the calendar for Monday Mm. and be like, and kind of think about that and be like, isn't it weird that, Like I just did the intro for Gabriel. Mm -hmm. That intro will air after I'm back Mm -hmm. from Toronto, Atlantic City, and and Boston. Yeah. And those are obviously Boston, my hometown, want to do well. And it will be done. It's over. Yeah. And then that will happen. I know. It's really helpful. It is really helpful. I know that feeling. And there's also a element of like... And I will do the things I need to do to make this happen. Yeah. Because that's the part that feels really scary, especially if we're in our child self. Like, that's what we doubt. Like, wait, I don't know how to do this. And it's like, well, that part of you is probably seven years old and doesn't know how to do it. But if you can trust that you are in your adult self, it's like, you're going to do it. 
you're gonna do it. Yep. <laughs> and there's another level of that of like, even if it goes badly, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Yeah, totally. Like that one, we don't like to look in that box as much. Yeah. But that's why I value that show that I did in Vegas that didn't really go my way. Mm-hmm. And I that was even informing my panic dream last night. Yeah. Because that bad show in Vegas, I know I already said this, but it really solidified this idea, which is like, if they don't care about you, why are you talking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were like, but these will be your fans. They do care. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Yep. There's really nothing to worry about. Yeah. Uh, tell the people, tell the people, Valerie, tell the sitting, for those people. of you just joining us. Sitting here with the incomparable beauty. Thank you. <laughs> Valerie and Cheney. <laughs> and Valerie and um, tell the people about what remember I was telling you that like I had those dreams and like I just couldn't fall back asleep. This is like 5 a.m. this morning. Mm. Couldn't fall back asleep. I just kept going like, fuck, there's just always stuff to do. Like I have to go to the grocery store. Yeah. I have to like pack. I have to answer those emails. Like, when the fuck am I going to answer emails? Yeah. Like, again, in my brain scan, they're like, you're really bad at shifting gears. That's really true. Yeah. I thrive if I can do one thing. Today, mm-hmm. I did one thing, and I finished it, and I sent it off. Bang. That's a good day. But I'm trying to do, like, three things. Like And, and fucking answering emails is just a thing. If there's yeah. a lot of them, yeah, sucks. I hate it. So in the small hours of the morning, I just kept, like, panicking about how many things you have to do. Tell the people what you said. Remember about like getting pregnant again? Like, oh, I'll have to do this and this and this yeah. if, if you were to. Yes. Yeah. So I've been experiencing this with getting pregnant again. Um, and it's just this like, our anxiety lives in the future. It's telling scary stories about the future and usually pulling from experiences of the past. Yeah. Like mine, it was going, it'll be like Vegas. They yes. don't give a shit about you. And I'm like. That's just not real. But something about daylight helps you see that. But in the night, you're like, yes, you're right. Well, and that's the thing too is, and you know, night spirals, at least in this household are common. Yeah. (laughs) And I know a lot of friends who have them too. It's, and you're just so vulnerable at night and you're tired and you don't have your full faculties. Um, and that is what's funny is I often have the same one in the middle of the night where I'm like, how am I going to get this all done? Yeah. It's like, you're just tired. Yeah. You can't get it all done right now. You're, <laughs> you're, you're in bed. You're in bed. <laughs> it's time to sleep. You can't, you don't have to do it's all of that. It's not happening now. It's not happening it's like now. super helpful. So that was what it was is you were saying, you know, I was thinking like, I, I'm going to have to, well, you were even zoomed out and I've had this exact feeling too, where it's like, God, like you have to like brush your teeth twice a day and yeah. go to the grocery store and, and work and pay the mortgage and take care of a kid. And it's like, I, I used for me when I feel that way, it feels like life is relentless. Yeah. Like there's it just It feels like so a waterfall. Much. Yeah, yeah. And you're and under a waterfall. And it just keeps waterfall. going and, and you like, can't. When the fuck it. And, and by the way, everybody, we have one of the most privileged, yeah. rare lives ever. Yeah. So in solidarity, I'm saying like, it doesn't really matter. I bet Oprah feels this way. Yeah. People that make our lives look like a hobo town. Mm-hmm. Like I bet Oprah is like, ah, when the fuck? You know? Yeah. Yep. Keep going. So. It's everybody. When, when that happens and I'll have that with getting pregnant again, I'll be like, God, it was, I was so sick the last time. And I was like, my hormones messed with my mental health. So when I do that with being pregnant, I'm like, but I don't have to do any of that right now. And I don't have to do any of it all at once. (laughs) Like you're just going to do it one little bit at a time. Yeah. And that's like, it's like it accordions your worries. Yep. You know what I mean? Keep them. Like your brain, your anxiety is telling you a story of like everything, everywhere, Everywhere, all all at once. And we're just accordioning that out and being like, yeah, but life is designed to give you these things in bite-sized pieces. It's our minds that make us think that it's all crazy and we're overwhelmed. It's like, but what's actually happening right now? It's basic mindfulness or presence stuff. But that's a great advertisement for mindfulness. Better, better than anyone that I can remember. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you okay? (laughs) Um, My mouth just shut down. It just went, (laughs) no, you shut up. You know what I love? 
I love a, a, a swallow and <coughs> a non-consensual swallow. That's what that was, basically. Wait, that sounds bad. I don't love a non-consensual swallow. <laughs> no, I understand. I love saying. like when your your body just says, "We're swallowing now." Even That's what it you're was in the middle of a sentence. <coughs> usually, <coughs> usually I I like it. I don't like it this time. <laughs> this one's rough. This one's rough. I think we should go, go to the, the mid rolls. We'll be back in two and two. It might even, yeah, it's two. We'll be back in two minutes. And when we come back, you know what I want to do when we come back? <laughs> I'm going to, I want to give a message of hope and love and peace to the listeners hmm. uh, that you can carry with you for your day. Because we're talking about, we all have these problems, right? Yeah. So let's think of, it doesn't have to be long. Maybe it's just two minutes, but like a couple things that whoever you are, this will apply to you and it will be comforting to you and mm-hmm. to us as well. Yeah. And we'll do that when we come back. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Next Evo Naturals. As you guys know, I love CBD, but not all CBD brands are created equal. And if you've ever taken it and wonder, is this even absorbing or is this ever going to kick in? Is it going to be fast acting? I mean, that's a problem. If you've ever wondered whether or not your CBD was working, that means it probably wasn't. But Next Evo Naturals developed Smart Sorb technology. Sounds like something I would say is a joke. Is that Smart Sorb? It's Smart Sorb. Smart Sorb technology, clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better than regular CBD oil because oil doesn't just mix with your water-based body. It works faster too, and when you feel stress coming on, you won't waste time wondering, is this doing anything? Is this working? I just had my parents visit and my next Evo samples came in. I was so excited to try all of their different products, but their stress gummies that have adaptogens and this Smart Sorb CBD in it was an absolute lifesaver. Now I don't just take it when I'm stressed out during that visit. I actually take it every day as a part of my daily maintenance to keep things even and keep things just a little bit rounder on the edges. That's what I like to think that this, that Next Evo does is it just smooths out the edges of your stress and, and helps you ease into your day. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Smart Sorb technology obviously is changing my relationship with CD, CBD. It improves CBD's ability to be absorbed. That's a key thing. Getting into your system in as little as 10 minutes. Most CBD oil found in tinctures, gummies, and capsules achieve uh, between 2% and 10% absorption, which means more than 90% of what you think you're getting is actually being wasted. That's why Next Evo Naturals is here to save the day. They're scientifically formulated to deliver more CBD in a way your body can actually use and fast. Proven 29 29 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. So help fight stress with Next Evo Naturals Stress CBD Complex with Ashwagandha, clinically proven to reduce stress by 70%. I can attest to that. This was what saved my butt this whole uh, past month, to be honest. Ashwagandha and CBD are a powerful combo working together to target the source of rising stress hormones like cortisol. Next Evo is the only brand that combines a patented natural whole plant ashwagandha that's eight times more powerful than regular ashwagandha and their 100% U.S. hemp-derived Smart smart Sorb CBD is four times better absorption than standard CBD. So this is the next level, guys. This is the one to try. If you've been dragging your feet on the CBD train, Next Evo Naturals is the one to do. Get to the root of stress and with the Stress CBD Complex from Next Evo Naturals, for up to 25% off subscription or orders of $40 or more, use promo code WEIRD at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Promo code WEIRD and show your support of this show. We're also brought to us by our friends at Adam and Eve. Listen up, guys, girls, everybody. Who wants better sex? That's everybody. The best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item. And more than that, Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They're offering discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus free shipping on your entire order. That's free 
and discreet shipping. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy, all will be packaged and sent discreetly for free. So bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous toy or just about anything you desire. Just enter code WEIRD at checkout and you'll receive 50% off almost any item. And when you do, you'll also get free shipping off your entire order. And when you offer, sorry, when you enter, offer code WEIRD. That's W-E-I-R-D at adamandeve.com. WEIRD. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast. So be sure to use this code WEIRD to get not just the discount, but also the 100% free shipping with code WEIRD. Thank you to Adam and Eve for your support of the show. We're back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like whoever you are. I'll start. Whoever you I are. I love this. Mm, Here's your benediction. Yeah, it's sort of like a benediction, but I don't want I don't want the the burden of being like flowery. No. I just want to say be. wherever you are, you're listening in your office, you're listening on a treadmill, you're on a road trip, uh, you do or do not talk to your parents, you are or are not dating, or you have or have no friends, whatever it may be, you're up or you're down. Um, I want to start by saying, I also feel the burden to, to be liked. Mm-hmm. There's like a wiring in our brains to be liked and we can let that relax mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to like you in the exact same way that you don't like everybody. Mm-hmm. And those people are valid mm-hmm. and lovable mm-hmm. and good and you are valid and lovable and good. Mm-hmm. So if you are have a rude waiter or a rude barista, or or if you if you are a barista and you have a rude customer, someone just isn't saying yes to you, mm-hmm. just know that that is also my experience. I'm going around. Some people are giving me yeses, and a lot of people are giving me noes. Some people smile back on the sidewalk, and some people are totally zoned out or or actively hostile. Mm -hmm. It's not just you. I'm also feeling the charge of will they like me? Will they accept me in that almost nomadic tribe, early human way of like, if I'm not liked, I won't be included. We actually live in a pretty radical time. It's okay that that person doesn't like you. Mm -hmm. Um, not everybody has to like you. That's my first little message. I love that. Yes, you're safe, even if there are people who don't like you. And for those people who this this core belief of I need everyone to like me to be safe has hardened and taken a different shape, which is I don't give a fuck what people think about me. Mm. I would like for you to know that you are safe letting people like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it really is just this, like comes back to remembering that we're safe. And in order to do that, I mean, I, that is my, that is the, I was just, was I saying it to you? Yeah. The other day I was saying like, God, I would just love for even like an hour mm. <laughs> to feel a hundred percent safe in this existence, in this life. And, and I think I have on psychedelics before experienced that, but then I've also experienced the total opposite, which led to four years of working on trauma. So it's not always the answer. A Uh, mushroom pops up and goes, you're welcome. (laughs) You never would have asked for it, but it's what you need it as. Okay, well, we could have gotten there in a more gentle way. You're the one that ate me. (laughs) Talk about gentle. You masticated me. You started it. (laughs) Then you pooped in there. You got the last laugh. (laughs) Um, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's the 90s. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um... (laughs) I, what was I saying? I've lost it. Just safety. Oh, yeah, that I just want, wanted to feel hundred percent safe. safe. So I know it's, it's, it's easier said than done to be like, you are safe. But I just think we should be telling that to each other more and more. Well, you know, we, we can we, say, 
Okay. Start believing it. And, and what I was going to say, well, and also my therapist says, and this is really important, especially with people who have childhood trauma, the world is safe enough, enough of the time Mm. because it isn't safe all of the time. And that's not, you know, like we do part of the human experience is living with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is safe enough. It's safe enough. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was going to say to that, you know, it's all, it's a shame that the past hour, past five hours, you didn't feel completely safe mm-hmm. because you were, I know. And exactly. you, you robbed yourself of the pleasure because you didn't know. It's easy to look back and be like, I was safe, yeah. but like you could do it for 10 seconds and be like, probability says in the next 10 seconds, I'll be fine. So yeah. I'm going to enjoy knowing I'm completely safe for those 10 seconds. Well, that's also, this is what I I love about um, Jack Cornfield's specific loving kindness practice, like his phrases. So loving kindness practices, you say loving phrases to yourself and then to others uh, as a practice of cultivating compassion. And there's all of the phrases, you know, often vary. It's all though sort of, May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you be free. Some versions of that. But Jack Cornfield does, may you be safe from inner and outer dangers, mm. which I really love because when you're gone, if I do, if I am anxious, I'm not really going to be anxious about outer dangers. Like mm. I, we're, I'm secure, we're safe, you know, but I will be worried about my fear. Like I'll be afraid of my fear. Mm. And, and that is, especially if there's trauma, there's not, it's not something you're doing. You can't really do it and then undo it. Um, but what I really want to say about this is the realization I came to this morning when I was really having big waves of anxiety about you going was, you know, all the normal, normal being all of the, the typical feelings of, or thoughts of like, I can't believe I'm still here. I've done so much work. It doesn't make any sense that I feel this, like all these judgments and then practicing everything we talk about practicing, just trying and really struggling to remember it because I was feeling so overwhelmed, but just hugging and nurturing my body and going that, you know, that's not true. I, I have the resources to get through this. And then this was the real key. I am getting through this just because I'm feeling anxiety doesn't mean I'm not getting through my anxiety currently. Yeah. It's just your weird co-pilot. And it's this like this uh, almost feels like Western to me because it is like this myth of like, you should be happy all the time Mm. and that's achievable which just isn't natural. That's not human nature. Um, <laughs> that's really good, but it <laughs> you should be happy all the time and that's achievable. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and what like, an annoying thing. And it's like, and if, so if you're not achieving it, there's something wrong with so you. So not only are you miserable, you're a failure. You're a failure. You didn't achieve happiness. Oh, you're failing. Honestly, there's a spiritual component to that where it's like your beloved child of God and you're not happy. I oh, know wow. your faith must yeah. suck. I know. And you're depressed and you have no faith. Bye. Yeah. So what are you doing wrong? Cause yeah. you're not, you must not be. That's why like achieving a light enlightenment is just, uh, in my opinion, not a helpful concept mm. because you're just going to constantly be looking for reasons that you aren't enlightened well, yet. And what is wrong with you? Father Greg's book, the most recent one that I'm reading local man can't stop working book he's reading into conversations. <laughs> Is um, that an onion no, article? but it should, should be. be. Totally. Um, but <laughs> it's called the whole, the whole language. Anyway, he talks about his favorite part of the Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks movie where someone calls and says, what is it like being married to a living saint? And she goes, we don't like that word. Cause it makes it sound like it's supernatural or unachievable. And wow. like, and exactly what you're saying, by the way, Rupi Spira, mm-hmm. Rupert Spira, would agree with you. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's nothing more natural than recognizing your true nature mm-hmm. and recognizing that it's content and blissful. That doesn't mean that those sensations, I'm adding this, this doesn't mean that those sensations and those feelings aren't going to like rise and 
fall. Yeah. Like I have to think, like I haven't asked, uh, I haven't gone to a Rupert event or anything, but like, it would be like, you know, you want to be like, look, if I sent you on two back to back 36 hour flights Mm -hmm. and then you have a third one to where you're going, I don't know where you're going around the world (laughs) and it's delayed and you haven't eaten Mm -hmm. and you need to go to the bathroom really bad. Mm -hmm. And I start like, you know, going up to you and going, <laughs> like, there's no way you're not going to be a little miffed. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a, a not acknowledging of the miffness, but not a losing yourself in that identification of yeah. miffed person. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think Eckhart Tolle, I think he's certainly more patient. Remember when his mic didn't work at the show? Uh huh. When we went to see Eckhart Tolle, his mic kept breaking and they, they had to come out like four times. And yeah. he went, I'm not annoyed. Yeah, like he, he said, I'm not irritated at all. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, it was the best part of the show. I knew yeah. when it happened, I was like, this is the best part of the show. Yeah. Is that he was like, it was one of those Madonna mics. And he was just mm-hmm. sort of like, it's okay, I'm not annoyed at all. Yeah. And he even kind of like pretended to be annoyed. Yeah. And I was like, look. I'm not saying I'm right all the time. We all think we're pretty good at reading people, but I didn't detect a, a, a smidge of like this show should be going better. Or the sound should be better. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm thinking when I'm on stage most of the time. It's like these mics suck or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's happening. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I would, I would find it. And of course I would, I would find it really valuable, more valuable even if he had said like, and the thoughts, this shouldn't be happening. This is causing yes. a lot of problem. Those are coming. And, we and I'm feeling them, a like, little tension in my body. But like, and yeah. it's pat, like, give the full experience. Right. Because I wonder I, if he is. I wonder if I he wonder. is. I so wonder. Remember when we went to the retreat, somebody asked him if he gets mad. And he said, I, I felt really mad about two years ago and like everybody (laughs) laughed that it had been like two years when he saw someone be, uh, he said somebody was being like violent with a dog on the street Uh and he said, I noticed it. It came, I felt hot. I felt heat, you know, whatever. And then he was like, and then it passed. And I did, and I thought, and after it passed, I thought, do I need to intervene? And then he said, that somebody else intervened before he did. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's really valuable to, I, yeah, just to include the whole of the Can experience. Can you imagine if you were the guy having a bad day? I, I think about this all the time because, you know, everybody knows I get frustrated with Brody and Richard Rohr, who loves dogs specifically says in one of his talks, he's like, it's, it's, uh, I've never hit Brody He's no. using an example. He goes, only miserable people kick their dog. Yeah. He's like, don't we know that by now? You're kicking yourself. You're yeah. kicking. You can't kick yourself. So by yeah. the, don't kick your dog. I don't know how to say that, but don't kick your dog. But yeah. can you imagine if you were that guy having a, a horrible day? Yeah. Like your life is just, eh, and not, not, no excuse, but you're yelling. Let's say you're just yelling at the dog mm-hmm. or, or yanking its leash too hard. All of these things are inexcusable. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so sensitive here. Uh-huh. And then, so you're losing yourself in this, in this anger. Mm-hmm. You love Eckhart Tolle, by the way. Mm-hmm. This guy oh, loves okay. Eckhart Tolle. He knows Eckhart Tolle. He knows yeah. him. He's just having a bad moment. Yeah. Yanking them. You fucking dog. And then he feels a tap on his shoulder. He's like, pardon me, but the way that you're being with your dog is very inappropriate. And you're like, ah, <laughs> like, can you that imagine? Would, that would be a, like a conversion moment. It would. Right That's your road to Damascus. You <laughs> yeah. fell off a dog. Yeah. And you were blind for a minute. Yeah. Um, I know I made this point already, but I guess I just really want to circle back and make it that it is so valuable to remember that just because you're having the feeling Mm. doesn't mean you're not getting through it. And just even if you are possessed by the feeling. Carve it in bronze. That's so good. (laughs) I just think that you you and I, it's so funny because you, your trauma reactions have come up more frequently because they visited from Boston. <laughs> um, Hilarious. <laughs> no, it is. And in like all the things I was telling you, I was trying to remember myself. Mm. But again, when you're activated, it is hard to remember. That's why I have 
just nurture your body. That's the one thing that I try to remember when I'm in that state because everything sort of kind of regulates. And then from there, I'm able to remember more things. Um, but like, let's say I do get possessed by my anxiety while you're gone and I do sort of panic or I feel on the edge of panic or whatever. That's not a failure. Again, the sun will rise. I will have gotten through it. So uh, this is my, my message of hope to everybody. Like your, your message. Was that what you were calling it? Okay. Yeah. No, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) So close your eyes unless you're driving or walking or cutting tomatoes. (laughs) You get it. (sighs) Think of everything you've been through, all the hard things from like the hardest thing in your life down to like just feeling kind of blue some days, all the times you've gotten mad, all the times you felt lonely, all the times you've panicked. Think of all of those things. Congratulations. You got through all of that and you're still here Hmm. and there you are cutting tomatoes with your eyes closed. What are you doing? Oh my God. Open your eyes. You're becoming more and more your comedian self. And I love it. You've betrayed your own beautiful point to make a great joke. And I love it. Was it great? Who knows? Um, (laughs) I say so. I say yes. You, you got through all of that and you're still here. And maybe there are things that have happened to you that you're still feeling the reverberations of. So you're like, yeah, but I didn't get through that car accident or this breakup. I'm still feeling it. Okay. Well, just cause you're feeling it doesn't mean you're not getting through it. Yeah. You're still here. Yeah. You're you getting can't through it. Stop. You're getting through it. Yeah. You can't stop. You're getting through it. Just like of all the things that are inevitable, like you're slowly getting through it. Yeah. That's right. And not, I want to be clear that I don't believe that time heals all wounds, but you're listening to this podcast. You're probably doing other things than just waiting for it to pass. Yeah. So good for you. You're doing it. You're getting through it. Yeah. Am I the only one that thinks time heals all wounds? Sounds like time, the spice, and we're going to eat the rabbit. <laughs> like time heals. I was going to say it's weird to have a pet that you might eat, but it's also weird to have a pet, Brody, that might eat your other pet. Oh, that is really weird. Well, that's what's so stressful about when they get out in the yard is I'm like, it's happened twice where I have to like rush the dog inside so he doesn't eat the rabbits. I have another one. Um, Like we do all of this work. I'll say it to you guys. You do all of this work to feel like you belong here. You're trying to earn your keep. You're trying to shine. You're trying to uh, be a member of something mm-hmm. and prove that you belong here. <clears throat> and I know I've said this a million times, but I have to say it to myself too. It's like by virtue of being here is your pass. It's it's your ticket to the party. Yeah, You belong here because you're here. Yes. So stop trying to ring the bell or get mm-hmm. the laminated ID card and get groups of people to look at you and say like you belong here. You belong here. I know there's an irony to me telling you that you belong here, but I'm saying whoever you are, if you can hear my voice, you're here. You belong here. You have dignity. You have worth. And I know it's religious language, but I find a lot of value in it. Father Boyle says, you are exactly what God had in mind when he made you. And I know that's... But you could say you are exactly what the universe had in mind when it made you. And you are as natural as anything. Look at a tree. Look at a bird. Yeah. It's not humans and nature. You are nature. You are nature. And you you belong belong. here. And you're you're being sustained. Yes. And you're made of the things that everything that all the natural material is also made of. That's right. And you breathe oxygen, which the trees need. And the trees breathe carbon Dioxide, I almost said monoxide, uh, which and you the need. Cigarettes burn carbon monoxide, which cowboys need apparently. <laughs> they need it. They need it while they're wrangling steers. So you belong here. And you're not 12 years old, unless you are 12 years 
12 years old, in which case there's too much dirty language in this podcast. (laughs) But you're not 12 years old. And you can tell that part of you. That you are not 12 years old. You can tell them your real age. It usually feels good. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have to to get to therapy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Here's a poem. Do you feel good? Okay. You're going to think of one right now? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. A leaf. A queef. (laughs) Zangief. Who should I be in Street Fighter? Forward, down, kick, spinning kick. Oh my God, this is terrible. It's one of the worst things I've ever said. It's one of the worst things I've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) You're usually so good at this kind of thing. You know, I think it's because I ate, I just ate this protein bar. I'm not even going to say what it is. Slash weird. Um, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys. I hope, I hope you'll come back next week. Oh, you think this one stung? No, I thought it was great. I was just being adorably humble. Because of my poem? Yeah, don't. Don't let the poem deter you from tuning back in. It's my favorite moment. It was terrible and we laughed. I agree. I I love laughing. I love laughing too. All right, babies. Keep it crispy. Yeah.